and welcome back to Algo Trading Concepts by Quantity. I'm your host Garima Tannan and this is a very special episode as today I have Mr. Nitesh Khandelwal, CEO and co-founder of Quantity with me. Thank you so much for doing this Nitesh. Thank you so much for having me here and uh, it's really really wonderful to uh, speak to you in a different setting uh, from our uh, regular day-to-day work interactions on a daily basis so thank you see change is always for good huh? but now so uh, before we start i'll uh, quickly give my listeners an overview of today's podcast in this episode we will talk about going algo what not to do and what not to expect basically breaking down the myths that are around algo trading so uh, without further ado uh, nitesh let's just start with your intro and then we'll quickly move on to your journey into algorithmic trading and then you can tell us all about what you know uh, got your interest like how you got interested in algo trading basically this interest in algorithmic trading quantitative trading actually it came later before that actually i had this keen interest which came in while i was doing my engineering uh, electronics engineering or electrical engineering as it was there nothing to do with the financial markets of course and um, it was uh, totally i was trying to find my way in what really brings that kind of passion in me which uh, can probably hopefully take me places uh, 2 3 decades down the line from uh, uh, while i was doing uh, my btech uh, in the college i was studying at iit kanpur at that time and uh, i was trying different things as trying um, uh, microelectronics as trying web design as trying all sort of uh, things within the engineering domain then i also tried my hands on uh, marketing side so by the end of second year i already uh, read the whole book um, of philip kotler almost the bible of marketing as it was called at that time and for probably today as well and um, it was interesting all of these things were interesting but uh, somehow i kept on trying different things i used to read seven different newspapers on a daily basis and somehow the pink newspapers the economic times the business standard the financial express all these caught my eye and uh, i suddenly got hooked with the simple fact that uh, the the prices stocks that keeps on changing and why do they keep changing so it was quite fascinating for me and uh, as a student um, uh, that too on the engineering side i had no clue about what was going on so i tried to figure out that um, how why why these prices are moving how these prices are moving and what exactly is going on so i kept on reading uh, interestingly at that time there was this uh, stock game on uh, india bulls website they had um, launched few years back uh, as a brokerage house and um, i picked that stock game uh, which used to be there and they would list the top 5 top 10 something like that on the daily leader dashboard uh, and i used started following that very religiously and maintained um, started maintaining a, a paper portfolio all of that and um, one day i hit uh, top position on that and i was like so thrilled i had that uh, screenshot captured for a few years after that so so no not, nothing uh, nothing um, uh, monetary as such obviously but uh, but yeah it was it was something which was um, uh, like really um, uh, made my interest even more deeper after that so so that was during my engineering 
period. And uh, then almost by the final year, I was uh, I was kind of fully uh, well decided that yes, this is what I will be doing. Uh, then obviously I, uh, I was planning to join a brokerage house after IIT, but uh, uh, I actually I went and joined um, for my MBA program at IIM Lucknow uh, right after the engineering degree, and uh, there obviously I got exposed to different courses and um, the financial derivatives, the um, uh, commodities trading, and all these different courses. That's something which uh, I was really really got very interested on. Interestingly, I also got quite interested on the courses which were there on statistics, on the econometrics, and especially the quant finance side. So how to use quant, how to use statistics for the financial um, analysis or financial markets and all of that. So all of that obviously uh, created a solid background before I could join the formal industry, uh, which I did um, in um, after, after completing my MPA, I joined a bank and then, but this, this hook of um, starting something of my own in the trading domain remained over there. So when I first started my first job, that was um, on the treasury side, uh, nothing much on the algo as such, but more on the interest rates and FX, structuring the products. And I was on the client side structuring, so uh, for ICICI Bank Treasury. So that was a good exposure. And um, after that, I moved to uh, one of the prop trading houses and uh, I was a lead trader. Over there trading across various asset classes and uh, then in 2009 we started off with um, irage um, me and my colleagues from uh, my college as well as from other colleges so so four of us got together and started uh, with irage in 2009 and uh, of course the idea was that we wanted to algo trading we had some exposure some of us had even worked uh, in the algo trading domain, some of us had worked in the quant trading domain. So, but for, for a very brief period of time. So, some exposure, yes, but uh, there was a lot more to know and uh, learn by our own mistakes, which we did, of course. So, so, um, but the key challenges which remained were that uh, what exactly will click was a question that we were trying to understand and uh, trying to find the answer for, but that was not really something which was, uh, uh, you know, uh, which was not something, the key question that was. The key question was the smaller things. How will this order, how to get their account uh, working, how to uh, create the strategies, how to maintain the strategies, how to manage the portfolios, how to manage the risk, how to, uh, what type of technology should we use, what kind of infra should we use, all of these questions, so many, so many different questions, which we were not even thinking about. We were just concerned about the strategy, getting that, um, uh, getting that um, uh, golden strategy, which will make a lot of money for us. But um, turns out, it's not the, it's not just the strategy. Strategy, of course, plays a part, but uh, that's not really the key uh, ingredient of a successful trading business, right? So, so there are many more things beyond uh, beyond the trading strategy and then we started learning about them on the job that is on the while doing our own business without getting uh, paid much of course right so so uh, so that's um, uh, that's where we started and those were the some of the key challenges uh, that we faced uh, even before we started implementing the stuff so long story short but this um, uh, got something uh, which we were able to pick and we were able to um, which we were able to address 
over the time and uh, and yeah now uh, irh became one of the leading uh, high frequency trading firms in india as well as um, they started off with the uh, many other ventures within the group and and yeah that's that's what the story is so uh, for my own personal journey i've when we started off in 2009 i was looking more on the business side and the trading business overall so 2009 till 2013 i was uh, leading the business uh, uh, the trading business for uh, from mumbai and then i was based in singapore and looking at the various uh, exploring various financial markets uh, global markets and that was a, a very very uh, interesting journey as well but 2016 i realized that the world is moving uh, uh, very fast and there is so many things which are happening and we had started quantity way back in 2010 at um, that time uh, we were training people on um, how to learn about the practical practical nuances of uh, quantitative and algorithmic trading so that is something which was already there and uh, i realized that it's not just um, the course uh, which um, can happen in quantity but there is so much more which can be done and within the course also there is so much more value that we can further add um, for our uh, for the users and for people across the globe basically so so i moved my focus to quantity uh, full time in 2016 and um, obviously we worked a lot on um, uh, expanding on the epact side so executive program algorithmic trading it uh, went um, uh, it went even more global than where it was and uh, we even started off with the um, uh, with the self paced series on quantitative and algorithmic trading courses which is our self paced learning portal quantra the only, probably one of the few interactive learning portals in the in this domain and um, and yeah that really clicked off um, because within a short period of time you we were able to uh, see that i think uh, today contra has more than uh, users uh, registered users from more than 170 countries and um, then the next step was that okay uh, we have able to educate people on the nuances of um, quant and algo trading which is a structured and comprehensive algorithmic trading program on the other side we have contra uh, using which you can have bite sized courses specified courses on specified specific topics so that was there but after you learn then there you have the uh, next challenge is that where to practice that right where to trade using those concepts so the key challenges for the people were that um, they were not able to find the data they were not able to find the um, uh, a platform where they can easily backtest uh, using the popular programming languages so we came up with the idea of um, contra blue shift where um, you get minute level data for free for indian markets for us markets for fx markets and that too for many many years so like up to uh, 12 13 years of minute level data that you get and um, you can create your strategies in python and then you don't have to worry about anything else so uh, so that's um, uh, that's something which um, we created and now the idea is to take it to the next steps so ultimately the idea is that uh, we are doing stuff to create an ecosystem which can help people or which can help uh, the users to learn practice trade innovate all of that within the domain of quantitative and algorithmic trading or rather overall systematic trading domain really fascinating nitesh and i'm re- i'm sure when you started you also must have had a lot of doubts and questions in your head like but in all these years what was the best or say the worst misconception that you might have heard about algorithmic trading 
Oh, I think there are far too many. <laughs> so there are a lot of um, misconceptions or myths that we have heard right from the basic definition of what is algo, what is not, to interpretation or a perception that algo is something that will always make money and all of that. I think I can go on and on on this. So I think I'll go on and on on this. <laughs> so, so, um, so I think the biggest misconception that I have um, heard about algo is that um, algo is something that makes money all the time. That's not true. Algo is just a means of executing your trade, right? So instead of you doing it manually by punching order through a keyboard or calling your broker on a phone, you, you're feeding that into an algorithm to a piece of code, which is doing it on your behalf automatically, right? So, so that's what it essentially does in a, uh, in a simple uh, language. And um, that got that ha and that has got nothing to do with that, whether it will make money or lose money, it can, uh, you can create and uh, feed a totally random logic and it will make total loss that will, uh, it might help you lose all your capital, right? So on the other hand, if you create a well-tested strategy um, and which is logical in uh, nature and uh, which is far more systematically solid and statistically proven, then the likelihood of making money can be far more higher, right? So, so it all depends on what you're feeding it in. And um, that's, um, um, and uh, that basically is what, it is uh, in terms of whether you'll it will make money or lose money. Algos does not make money all the time. That's not true. Uh, what probably makes people think about it is that a lot of algorithmic trading strategies, or rather, most of the arbitrage strategies are algorithmically traded. So arbitrage is where you are making money without taking any market risk, right? So so that is true. So that um, in that case, you will not be losing much money, but that's not the only type of strategy within the algorithmic trading. There are far many other strategies as well. So that's one. And second is a um, very popular misconception that I have uh, heard is that for, if you are doing algorithmic trading, you already have a huge infrastructure. You have exchanges in the location and you are using tick by tick um, data and all of that, that again, may or may not be true because what you're referring to in that case is that you're referring to high frequency trading, which is again a form of algorithmic trading. So all high frequency trading strategies are algorithmic in nature, but not algorithmic trading strategies are high frequency. Okay, so so that that's um, something which is very important to understand and um, uh, that would help in better understanding whenever someone is looking to go algo, whether it be as an individual or as a firm or as a um, uh, trading house or brokerage, whichever way it is. But you really need to understand what exactly you're going to use these algorithms for. And that is something that will define what do you exactly need. I wish algorithmic trading would make money all the time. I would be the first one to get into it. But uh, just for our listeners, any other misconceptions that are around algorithmic trading that they should be aware about? Um, yeah, actually, there are a few. And uh, especially these misconceptions turn out to be quite a barrier uh, when someone is looking to enter into this uh, wonderful domain of algo and quant trading. So some of the other misconceptions that I do uh, see a lot 
is that apart from the ones that I mentioned that you need a huge infra or you need to be an institution to start algo trading or uh, you need to, uh, you will always make money. So <laughs> some misconceptions like yeah. that. Uh, but there are also some misconceptions in terms of the skills that you need to start using algorithms for your trading. So one very common one um, that I have heard is um, I'm not a PhD in maths or physics. How can you I even compete uh, with others when, uh, while they are doing algo trading? So well, uh, having a PhD in maths or physics do give you an edge. Obviously, that's true. But um, do you necessarily need those edges for all type of algorithmic trading strategies? Probably not. So there would be some strategies which uh, do uh, deal with very complex mathematical um, formations. So for that, of course, if you have been doing uh, research in maths or ethics for like uh, many, many years, so that would come handy. But like that would be a very small set of strategies which you're talking about. The other strategies, the other quantitative trading strategies, you can use a reasonable level of uh, statistical and econometric concepts which for which you do not really need um, to have a phd over there right so so that um, is um, one thing which i do tell people that okay uh, you can get to a certain level where you would be able to create your own strategies using the concepts that you pick from statistics and econometrics and then model those strategies backtest uh, those strategies in a true scientific way and uh, then also optimize and execute or rather implement those strategies so it's um, very much possible without having a phd as well okay. so so we have seen uh, many people uh, succeeding uh, with phds without phds obviously if you have a phd amazing that's great but not having it should not stop you or constrain you from exploring this domain so so that's one and another very common um, misconception that I uh, hear is uh, about the languages that um, you can programming language that you would need to know about the level of understanding in the programming that you would need to know to go well go so uh, one thing is very clear you need to have a reasonably good command over programming if you want to go algo so there is no shying away from that okay anyone who is telling you that no no you don't know algo um, you don't know programming but you can use these tools and these things and you can go algo as of now from the tools that i am aware of probably uh, that would not work hopefully in future maybe there might come some tools which um, may help you uh, without constraining you on the flexibility of or the uh, flexibility which gives you the complete flexibility in terms of the creativity that you want to come up with for um, building your strategies so so that's uh, that can happen but right now what we do see is that uh, if you want to freely create all type of strategies algorithmic trading strategies you would need to have a good understanding of programming but now which programming language so here is another uh, uh, misconception that we do hear about um, a lot of people especially the people who have some exposure to this domain and that is that uh, you need to have a very good understanding of c plus plus language uh, if you want to go well go now this is 
partly true. I'll tell you why partly true. And even probably that's also the genesis of um, uh, this idea that you need C, um, you need a certain level of expertise in uh, C++ to go algo. So till few years back, most of the algo trading strategies, they were like most of the automation was only being used by high frequency trading firms. In high frequency trading, which is quite latency sensitive, um, uh, what that means is that um, for those kind of strategies, you need to process the information very, very fast. So your machine or your uh, algorithm has to process the information really fast and send out the order as soon as possible. So everything happening in the matter of microseconds. So for that, obviously the choice of a programming language is important and you need to pick the uh, pick a programming language which is really fast. So there C++ fits the bill. Um, but for other strategies which are not that demanding in terms of latency sensitiveness, there you can um, pick any programming language that you want. Now, most of the people these days are using Python for that. Why is that? Because Python is an open source language which has become more and more popular thanks to the data science revolution. So, so many libraries and packages which are getting released in Python, which are being used by the people across the globe to create different algorithms for across the industries. So, one of the key reasons for that happening is also that Python is much more easier to understand and to learn as compared to other object-oriented programming languages like uh, C++ or Java. So in Python, you are able to pick things much faster and uh, the people who are not coming from a hardcore software development background, even they are able to pick things and uh, do the required analysis and create uh, various algorithms um, for different industries. So same is the uh, case for um, your financial markets as well. and. Interestingly, Python is now world's most popular language. So, so this is um, uh, a trend which is continuing uh, over the years, and uh, this seems to be uh, seems to be the thing which will stick with us in near future as well. But uh, what what do you think are the basic do's and don'ts for anyone who would want to enter into uh, this domain or is already in working in this domain? But you know, what do you think? you would like to suggest as do's and don'ts for that person? <laughs> oh, uh, Elko not making, um, um, so Elko not making money all the time should not be really the reason for you not to explore it. Please, you must. So I think um, from the Elko point of view, there are a few don'ts which are very, very important to keep in mind before you, uh, before you jump on the algo trading bandwagon, right? So, so first thing is that um, automation, any type of automation, bring its own set of risks. So, say if you are a trader who has been trading for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, okay, and you have a huge experience and you have seen all the cycles in the markets and you're very well adept with the market risk, so that's great. Now, the thing is that the moment you are automating your strategy or your you're putting your thought process in a code then you need to be a bit more careful about the operational risk side so what do we mean by that so the operational risk is essentially um, 
there is one risk which is market risk that the prices goes down and you uh you you are long something then you are facing a market risk and um, you might incur a loss because of that but on the operational side there are many many different type of risks which might happen especially because of automation that is um because machines don't really have common sense right so that's something that i uh, very frequently say and uh, that's true so uh, so if uh, a machine it will be making those decisions purely based on what it has learned from you right so what you have done with it even the most intelligent ai or um, uh, ml algorithms even they will only be learning from the data that you are feeding it with or um, the information that you are exposing it to right so so that's a big limitation now if you do not take care of that part then the then the results can be very 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 brutal so you need to take care of that now let's take some examples what do we mean by um this operational risk for example you have created a strategy which is sending out orders based on the price from another exchange so to take an example say for example if you are trading in a commodity so for example you're trading gold between two exchanges one in over here uh, say uh, in mumbai here or uh, and one in say some other location and you're getting the data uh, for gold from both the sides and you're trying to make market on one of the exchanges based on the gold price gold price that you're getting from the other exchange now for some reason if the line gets disconnected or something like that happens for one of the exchanges but you're quoting on another exchange now the problem would be that uh, unless you have feed um, unless you have uh, trained or unless you have uh, programmed your algorithm to tackle that situation that okay if the prices are not coming then don't quote right so you don't have the real time data at that point of time you might end up quoting based on stale price or some incorrect prices in the market in the market that you are quoting in and that can create huge amount of losses within a very short period of time right so there was no market risk there was no nothing like that there was just a simple operational risk that line got cut the line that lease line which is connecting you to the other exchange that got cut um and and yeah you you were not getting the right prices and um, you ended up making a big loss because of that so that's one of the examples there can be many other examples uh, which can include uh, the hardware failure or um, virus attack so that can happen and even uh, even the basic things like that the power is gone or any, anything anything of that side which um, uh, the, which is not really related to the financial market or which is not really related to the price movement as such but um, something where your operations are getting messed up so that's something which can um, uh, very much happen when you're going for automation and it's not just for trading it's uh, for any type of automation if you are even doing uh, simple if you are a marketer and you are doing digital marketing and uh, if uh, you are not careful with the automation and you have edge cases uh, in which you might end up sending millions of mails to the same user right and flood his mailbox uh, mailbox of the poor chap so uh, so those type of risks are uh, always there whenever you are doing automation because you cannot really have any edge cases and when it's um, when it's something which is dealing with uh, directly with the money then of course it um, uh, can have like even more 
dangerous and immediate consequences. So uh, now if I have to summarize all this in a nutshell, I think uh, just correct me here if I go wrong. Algo trading is not just high frequency trading and you may or may not make money using algo trading. It completely depends on what kind of strategies you're building. Third would be you do not need an extremely high in infrastructure to become an algo trader. Then this one is a very important one. You do not need a PhD to be to become an algo trader and stuff. And lastly, that would be C++ is not the only programming language required for algo. In fact, Python has become more popular nowadays in the financial markets. So correct me, like, is there anything that I'm missing right now? Oh, I think you pretty much uh, nailed it right. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, so uh, these it, it is all these points. And in fact, regarding the last point, it is not just the more popular language, but uh, last year Python became the most popular language, most popular programming language, especially in the financial markets across the globe. Okay. So, so that's a trend, as I was saying. It's uh, continuing in the upward direction, and uh, it is something that um, it's important to uh, to pick that skill. It's a uh, it's more like becoming a life skill, uh, not just for financial markets, but across um, the overall, like across industries. In fact, it would be interesting to know for many of our listeners, uh, especially who are in uh, India, and um, you would know that uh, the CBSC, the Central Board for Secondary Education in India, so they have even included uh, Python in the oh. in their um, uh, 11th or 12th standard in the school um, examinations itself. So, nice. so it's something which is um, uh, getting seeped into all walks of life, anything which relates with technology and which is almost everything now. So, uh, so it's, um, uh, it's important to uh, pick that. And uh, once you do, you can do so many things, especially when it comes to trading, the kind of strategies that you can explore, the kind of, um, uh, the kind of um, analysis that you can do, and the kind of um, uh, algorithms you can use, uh, all types of trading strategy paradigms, including your momentum trading or your mean reversion, statistical, that is your statistical arbitrage or uh, trading in options or uh, you're using machine learning for trading or for portfolio management or for risk management. There's, there's huge amount of scope uh, to deploy all these different things into your trading strategies or rather into your overall trading ecosystem. So, so yeah, so I think uh, this is um, the time probably uh, when, if you have not already jumped the bandwagon, then uh, this is the time to go Elgo. Thank you so much for this wonderful uh, session, Nitesh. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners would have been able to understand a lot about this domain clearly. And it might have cleared a lot of their doubts and misconceptions about this domain of quant and algo trading. So once again, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thank you so much, Karima. It was a pleasure. And I do hope um, it does help in clearing out the misconceptions as well as uh, understanding the do's and don'ts. So thanks. Thanks so much for um, having me here. So now this marks the end of this episode of Algo Trading Concepts. And to know more about algo trading, log into quantinsty.com, Q-U-A-N-T-I-N-S-T-I.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook, where we post a lot of exciting reads and information about the domain. 
Thank you all of you for listening in and stay tuned because more and more exciting episodes are coming in. This is your host Garima Tannan signing off for now. I'll see you in the next episode.